Listen, it is awesome to be here today. Can you imagine if God can do this here, now, what he can do with your building? Oh, man. I'm just so, I'm so excited to see. Pastor Phil and Tammy are so, they're so enthusiastic, they're so loving, they're so integrous. I mean, what a combination. I mean, you can have, you know, one thing on one side. We go to new church every weekend and one thing on another side, but you've got it right here in Influence Church in Anaheim Hills. And I really believe that when we drove up here today, God said to me, he said, well, I can't find this place. I'm going down this way and I'm going down that way. Where is it? The sign says this way. The sign says that way. I said, they don't even need a sign. They're not going to be here that long. It's not even worth putting a sign up. Right? This building is going to manifest before your very eyes. It's going to even surprise you. And uh, I believe there's going to be Bible colleges. There's going to be, as you say, churches, 100 churches in the next 20 years. Uh, that's just part of your DNA. But you've just got everybody behind you. You've got the nucleus here, people supporting you, people that are going to be used in their particular gifts right here sitting in this church today. And if you stay faithful, God is going to use you beyond your wildest dreams. He's going to increase you because you give your time to the kingdom of God. He's going to bless you. He's going to prosper you. He's going to do things that you hadn't even imagined because you're not here just for a four walls, bless me club. You are here to influence this community for the kingdom of God. Amen. It's all about the kingdom. Woo! And I love your worship team. It was amazing. Just the presence of God is so rich. And we just came back from Switzerland and, you know, all that cheese fondue. Oh, minute on your lips, forever on your hips, right? But, uh, and, and chocolate mousse. But that worship is just as rich as that. It's rich in the spirit. And a church that is like this, that is founded on prayer, it's founded on worship, you can't go wrong. Amen? My wife can preach. No, no, I, I know she can preach because I've taught her everything. <laughs> this is wonderful. We're so excited about being here with your pastor and his wife. Listen, we're friends. We met them, and, and uh, they're the coolest pastors, aren't they? Come on, give them a hand. Amen? They are. And, uh, and we've just uh, had a wonderful time every time we get together. And, and I know probably last night Phil was up late night praying saying oh god have keith behave himself lord and, and father if i've ever done anything wrong i ask you to forgive me and i i think he just rolled over and said tammy would you forgive me for anything i've ever done because i need keith to uh, act right at church because uh, we're building a church and i want to make sure somebody comes back next week <laughs> you can see the redness in his eyes this morning come on all right <laughs> But it's wonderful. Listen, this is a, it's a great day. You know, things are happening. We just got back like uh, uh, Pastor said. We, you know, we travel all over the world, and we're in a different city and a different place. Uh, this is our 40th year of ministry full-time. I'm 41. And um, <laughs> amen. You guys are laughing real big. I mean, he believes it right here. I paid him to believe it right there. But uh, we're seeing great and mighty things happening, and uh in the world today and let me tell you something this church uh, you know the name influence is not just coincidental I believe you have great influence in this community 
Come on, I, I really believe that you do. And God is doing uh, great things in the earth today. And he's releasing, listen to me, anointings upon churches to take a city. Come on. I mean, how many like to have a, have a city in your church? Oh, that was exciting. Come on. You play it up. Turn it up. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm, I, I get really excited. You can respond to me. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm like Katie, you know. She's got to have a little excitement. All right, you got, amen. And we, but, but, but God is releasing uh, uh, anointings upon churches and ministries uh, just like this one to take a whole city. And, and, I mean, God loves people, and, and, and the harvest is ripe, and it's, and it's his harvest. It's not the church's harvest. And, you know, I mean, people say, well, Brother Hudson, I don't like big churches. Because if they get too big, you know, you don't get to know who got who pregnant and whatever, you know. And, you know, whatever. And, or, or, you know, I don't like crowds, you know. Well, if you don't like crowds, you're not going to like heaven. <laughs> and there's another crowd that you won't like. <laughs> but... Uh, but, but God is saved the best. And let me say, and we, we may speak a little, uh, uh, move prophetically. Now, now listen, I do things a little different. I'm a little different. Is that all right? I mean, I eat a little different, and I dress a little different, and I comb my hair a little different. Come on. But the Bible says uh, he's wonderfully made us. Come on. We're wonderfully made, and he's crowned us with honor and glory and made us a little lower than the angels. And then I like this. He's given us the dominion of the works of his hands. Can I say to this influenced church that you're very unique and very special? And you might have come from your mother and your father, but actually you were sent by God. Come on, somebody ought to give the Lord a hand. You were. You were sent by God. And I say that the best days of the church are ahead. He saved the best anointings and the best places. And, and you know, Pastor, you, you know, Tammy, both of you, and we've, we've walked with them through some things, you know, that uh, they went through just recently. But, you know, God is faithful. How many know God is faithful? Come on, God is faithful. And I even prophesied to them. I said, uh, you don't worry about nothing. You, you, you're going to have, your pastor is a voice, not an echo. And he's a voice to this community, not only to this community, but to the nations. And, and you ought to be honored that God has given. Thank God you have been free from religion. Come on. I mean, uh, I'm a, I have a relationship, you know, in all the newspapers and the Internet. If you go on now, they say Katy Perry's parents are religious. I blow them out of the, come on, somebody. I don't, and when they meet me, they look at me and I, some of them faint. You're religious? I'm a, because I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. And, and, and we're free from that. And your pastors in this church, it, it, it has a relationship and it's wonderful. And you know the one thing about knowing the Lord, you, you can just be yourself. Come on. You, you can be yourself. You can dress the way you want to. You, you do what you, come on, are you listening to me? To, you know, I think for many a years, uh, the church uh, has passed down a lot of stuff. Everybody say stuff. That was never of God. A lot of rules and regulations and laws, and we lost a generation. You know, when I was growing up, I was a yippie in the 60s. Some of you can relate to that. I was one of them radical hippie. I was a Timothy Leary bathtub acid prodigal son. I, I, I had 500 tabs of LSD in my back pocket and three in my systems at all times. And I had three words. Wow. And I said it backwards. Wow. 
And when I got real high, I said, Mom. But anyway, uh, <laughs> none of you have ever been that way. Amen. But in the hippie movement, back in those days, you know, because we didn't look like or act or conform to the church with all the rules and regulations, they, they didn't want us to come in. And God uh, reached on the outside of the church, and he had a movement. And that hippie movement was really a bunch of people looking for God, but in the wrong places. Come on. And so God raised up men and women, and we had a great movement. Hundreds of thousands of, of hippies came to know Jesus Christ. And I'm one of those products. I mean, Jesus, I'm with all, I'm used to have long blonde hair. I mean, I had real long blonde. I mean, it went all the way down here. I mean, it was real long. Matter of fact, I'd sit at the bars, be drinking. Guys would come up and tap me on the shoulder, want to dance till I turned around. They said, no, thank you. <laughs> Somebody looking at what time are we getting out? We may not. There's nothing exciting at the house unless you got married last night. Come on. Some of you look like you lost that love and feeling too. I tell you what, my God. Need a revival in here, Pastor. My Lord Jesus. <laughs> Can I say to you that this generation is waiting on the church? And we're going for this generation, of course, because of my daughter. We've had great opportunities and great platforms to meet all kinds of guarded and gated musicians and entertainers and people in Hollywood. Can I say to you, God is doing some things in the industry and we need to pray for them. We need to pray for Hollywood. God is strategically placing men and women in the industry with people of notoriety. I mean, I could start naming names and you know them. They're some of the greatest singers and greatest musicians in the land today. But God is placing people that know Him into those positions and we're going to start seeing people stand up. How would you like Lady Gaga to get up and sing for the glory of God? Come on, somebody. You can play a little louder. Come on. You listen to what I'm saying? Now, somebody says, Lady Gaga, how come they call her Gaga? Well, because she drinks whiskey and smokes weed. And if you drink whiskey and smoke weed, you will be Gaga too. Somebody say amen. How many has ever been there? I know only a few of you. This is a, a pure church. I know. this A Puritan church. That's what you ought to put on the top. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but God is moving in that realm and my heart is for this generation and I'm going after this generation and, and I'm speaking into their lives and somebody said well you know you're a little bit too old aren't you brother Hudson I mean you know uh, you know you're old people this generation don't want to listen to old people I said excuse me I'm not old I'm seasoned how many seasoned people we have in here turn the lights up hallelujah This generation, listen to me, is waiting for the master. And can I say something? They don't really care how spiritual you are. Because sometimes, you know, people, Christians have the, the, the way of being too, they can't even talk without putting King James in it. Come on. I, I went to a church recently and I, I just shook the usher's hand and I said, what's up, brother? They go, hey, great, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord, I, oh, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, oh, and I walked away, my God. I, mean, I said, I ain't going there no more, but I just had to do it again because I like a challenge, so I went up and said, are you doing all right? Hey, yeah, bro, praise God, thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. 
And then I was standing over, I was listening to some guy, a witness to this guy that wasn't a believer. And he said, man, you got to come to my church next week. Last week, our church was on fire and everybody was on fire. He looked at him and said, well, did anybody get out of there alive? Come on, we don't know how to talk to people. That, can I say something to you? This generation doesn't really care how spiritual you are. They just want to know, do you love me? Come on. Because why you're sitting here this morning is because of the love of Jesus. He invaded your life and changed. That was transformed my life when I was in the 60s. I, the love of God, and I'll share that in just a moment. But they don't really care how much King James you have and how spirit. I mean, I met a woman. She came up to me. She goes, hi, Brother Hudson. I said, hi, how are you? She says, praise God, I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. The angel of the Lord encamped around about me. My footsteps are ordered of the Lord. Everything I put my hands to is prosperous. Praise God, my husband saved. My children sanctified. Glory, hallelujah. And I'm looking at this thing. And then she has the audacity. She said, how are you, brother? I said, after that, I feel like hell. That's what I feel like. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Everybody say, let's get real. Come on. Come on, say, let's get real. See, see, the world is looking for the real church and the real Jesus. And what I believe that you have here is a real church and a real Jesus. Come on, and, and there's no pretense. And the, and the pastors are going to love you. It doesn't matter. Come on, with all your earrings and tattoos and, and your purple hair. Come on, somebody. That was a real small little thing. Come on, somebody. Amen. There's a... Now, you know, my, people come to me and, and re, religion. I always get challenged with religious people. You see, because they can't understand how I could be the way I am and, and, and be a preacher. Well, we, you know, have this concepts about preaching. But, and, and they come up and, and they'll go, and the, the original, I can always spot them. They go, uh, brother, how, excuse me, how is it that you raised your daughter in the church? And she ended up singing a song, I kissed a girl and liked it. How? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> How is it that a duck stands on one leg, takes his beak, turns it all the way around, sticks it in his back, goes to sleep? How? I don't know. Come on. How is it as a, a brown cow eats green grass, come on, and gives white milk? How? I don't know. I don't know, you know. How is it my wife walks into her walk-in closet and stands there and looks all around her clothes and I believe God put this d statement in every DNA of a woman. She says, I don't have nothing to wear. How? I don't know. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Turn to somebody and say, it's going to be all right. This is a wonderful day. Listen, there's a wonderful anointing. The Lord said to me coming into this year, he said, begin to judge my ministries and my ministers by my presence. He said, not how big they are or who they are, but by my presence. I don't know about you, but I love the presence of God. And I, I love to live in that presence. And that presence will change situations. Come on. I want us to do something. I know it might be a little different. 
Sometimes we go into churches and they're looking at you like, or looking at me like I'm looking at you. Come on. Say, we've never done it this way before. Can I say something? There's a lot of things the church has not yet done and experienced because I say I believe God has saved the best for the last. We're the generation. But there's a presence, even when we were worshiping God, there was such a presence, and I love just to bask in that presence. It's like a, a wonderful shower. Come on, how many's ever just stood in the shower and you get your hair all wet? I wish. And uh, but you sometimes you just want to, you know, maybe you've been out there or you just cut up and you've had a long day and you get a lot of sleep, but you just stand there and, and you just put your face in that water and you just sort of stand there and bask in that in that shower and it just goes off. The presence of God is in this place and, and He's moving. Let me tell you something. This is the day of the Lord, not the day of the preachers. We got to get our eyes off of preachers and on to Jesus. Come on. I, I found out there's a lot of... There's a lot of church folks that love preachers more than they love Jesus. But we're here because of Him. And I want us to just close our eyes for a moment and, and just lift your hands and allow this presence because God is doing some things right now. Come on, just God is doing some things. And, and, and He wants to move up and down these aisles. And He wants to go some places where He can only go. And He wants to touch some areas. Come on, just turn it up. Come on, let's, let's just enjoy the presence of God. Father, we thank You, Lord. We honor You this morning. God, that You're in our midst. And You're doing great and mighty things. Lord, I ask that You begin to walk up and down these aisles and begin to go places that only You can go. and Begin to do things only You can do. And we love You, Lord. And we're so grateful for our relationship. Father, I thank You, Lord, that You have saved the best for the last and you've opened up the heavens upon the earth today and you're releasing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's him right there. He is so wonderful. Just let him come in and start to minister to you because he knows what's going on and he can do some things that preachers can't do. He can go places that preachers can't go. He, he wants to do so much and fulfill your life. He's so wonderful. Amen. Aren't you... Aren't you grateful that you know him? Somebody give the Lord a hand. Aren't you grateful? Come on. The Lord said to me one time, he said, I want to remind you that I'm bigger than an altar call. He said, I don't, they don't have to wait to the end to get what they need. They can get it right where they're sitting. To the degree that you allow him to come right where you are, he'll begin to do some things that only he can do. Come on. And, and the Holy Spirit is in this place and He's the one that's doing it anyway. He's the one that's working upon. He's rearranging some things. He, he's working behind the scenes even as you sit on, on your daughters or your sons. or He's working on that situation at your office or business or that relationship. God is working on something. He's the one that got you to the cross. Thank you for that one. I, in the 60s, I was traveling in that hippie movement. And I'm standing on the freeway here in California. And I'm just, I'm hitchhiking. And I'm, I'm wanting to go up to Washington. And I just had a backpack. And, you know, I had tie-dye t-shirts and, and patch pants, long blonde hair. And, I mean, I was eating all kinds of LSD and peyote buttons. And, I mean, I look like John the Baptist coming out of the woods. You know what I mean? And, and I'm standing on the freeway, and, and I'm, I'm trying to hitchhike. And in those days, you know, there was a, a whole bunch of 
thousands of hippies and we, we would, our transportation, because we didn't have any money and we couldn't get a normal job because of the way we look and act and everybody's trying to get a ride and I'm standing on the off-ramp in California. We're going to Washington because there was an apple season and you could pick apples and make money and so that's how we sort of made our money. We were like gypsies, you know, we traveled from one place to the next and, and we're there and I'm standing there and there's about 50 people on this off-ramp and this on-ramp and you know sometimes it would take eight or ten hours to catch a ride not everybody would stop and pick you up and I'm standing there with my turn and I'm there and I got my backpack and I'm you know I'm just hoping I can get on up because the further I get away from that from that on-ramp then then the better it'll be so I'm standing there and all of a sudden this little Volkswagen this 1960 how many of those little German Volkswagens and and it, it's, it pulled up right there and stopped. And, and I reached down and looked. And there's this elderly lady. She must have been in her late 70s. She said, Sonny, get in. I'm not going too far. I thought, okay. And I jumped in. She says, I'm only going about 50 miles. I said, thank you so much. And man, I thought, this is really strange. This elderly lady picking me up. But we started off. And about five minutes into that, she didn't say anything, ask my name or anything. She just reached over and put her hand on my leg. And when she did, she began to go, one hand on the steering wheel and one on my leg. And I don't know what she was taking, but my God, it was something different. I don't know. I, I never heard anybody. And she just began to pray in a language that I never, I mean, she got it and didn't stop praying. She just kept on in that language. I never heard any. I thought, well, if this gets any worse, I know I could whip her. But she had one hand on that little Volkswagen and one hand on my leg and she was intensely praying in that heavenly language. I didn't say anything. I just looked straight ahead. And about 15 minutes into that, all of a sudden, I felt a love come into that little Volkswagen that I've never experienced before. And man, it was incredible. And I'm, she didn't talk. She just prayed. Just cute little elderly lady and then finally we came about 40 or 50 miles and she pulls off and she says this is where I'm turning I said well thank you very much I didn't ask her what she was doing you know I got out of the little Volkswagen and she said one minute and she reached over in the back and got a black Gideon Bible she looked at me and she said Sonny read this Bible it'll change your life can I say to you, I've never grown up in church. I never knew the Lord. The only thing that I ever knew about Jesus is Jesus loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. My parents were good parents, but they weren't church-going parents. And I was born in Memphis. That's why I look a little bit like Elvis. Give me that side view right there. And... Uh, <laughs> I see some of your faces. But anyway... But I, 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 I was born in, in the south where, where there's a Bible church and a preacher on every corner. And I never knew anything. Jesus loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. But she gave me this Bible. And she says, read this. It'll change your life. So I took it with my black backpack and I took off. I thanked her for my ride and went up to the apple orchard. And I went out and I was picking apples. One day I went down in my backpack. I needed to get something out. Couldn't find it. So I turned it upside down. I shook it. And when it did, this black Gideon Bible fell on my little bunk that I was staying on. It said Holy Bible. And I thought to myself, I never read the Bible. I was 24 years old at the time. I picked it up. 
And I opened it up, and when I opened it up, it opened to the book of John. And what captivated me, it, there was red letters in that Bible. And I thought, Jesus must have been tripping, man. Wow, wow. Look at this, red and black colors. Because, you know, in the 60s, it was all colors. Everything was, come on, everything, hallucinogenics. Come on, you know what I mean? Everything, wow. You watch the walls melt and people melt. You know what I mean? I mean, and there's all colors. So, so, so they grabbed my attention. Can I stop here and tell you God knows how to get your attention? Come on. And I opened that Bible and I started to read in the book of John. And first, it just captivated me. I couldn't put it down. It seemed like everything I've ever wanted to know was, was speaking to me. And then all of a sudden, I, after about three days, I mean, I couldn't put it down. I would go to sleep, put the Bible by my little bunk where I was staying. And I would get up in the morning and go get something to eat. And I wouldn't even go pick up apples. I would come back and I was consumed. I had never read anything in my life that long. And about three days later, I'd been in the cabin and in the night. I'd go into the night and early in the morning and reading. And it just, I was consumed. And I knew something was taking place. Can I say something to you? God's working behind the scene on your situations. Come on. You, you may not understand what's going on. Uh, and you can't put your finger on it. But I'm here to tell you, God is working for you. Come on. Are you listening to me? If God be for you, who can be against you? Thank God you're not on the front row. I spit. But it's anointed. Hallelujah. Uh, they made a 3D movie. They're doing a 3D movie about us. My, my daughter has a 3D movie. That's a good thing. My, my daughter has a 3D movie called Part of Me, and it's a, it's a clean movie. It's a good movie. You could go see it. It's, it's rated G, not PG. And so, uh, and, uh, and so they came to us and said, uh, Keith, uh, nobody's ever done a 3D preaching. Would you like to do that? We'd like for you to do a 3D. I said, you want me 3D? I'm already in Technicolor. What are you talking about? I mean, and then I like 3D because, you know, you can point that finger and you go, and Jesus said, and they go, whoa. And then if I spit, it sort of floats out there and gets all over. I mean, uh. <laughs> so this Bible was consuming me. And after about three days, I, I realized, my goodness, I haven't done something like this in a long time. And I, it was a beautiful day like it is today. And I got out of my little cabin and I started walking up on the side of the mountain and and I'm standing there with this Bible and I'm looking around and I knew something was taking place. And I just sort of made a statement, God, if you're real, make yourself real to me. And hopefully I was thinking maybe God would do something, you know, I, something tangible. Maybe the apple uh, tree would, you know, shake and all the apples would go, fall off and give me some kind of, you know what I mean? It's just something. I'm standing there waiting for something. But I had this little Bible in, in my hand and I thought if i have been reading this for three days... I might as well open it up and I pull it, open it up. When I opened it up, it fell open to Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9 and 10. And literally, now listen to me, I had not been doing any drugs. I wasn't hallucinating. All of a sudden, those scriptures came out of that Bible and they illuminated and they stood in front of me. And it said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And I stood there looking at that scripture and I opened my mouth and began to repeat it. And when I got to the end of that, thou shalt be saved. All of a sudden, the same love that I felt in that little Volkswagen began to pour down upon my life. And I stood there and began to weep and weep and weep 
weep. And it seemed like all the hurts and all the disappointments and all the things and rejections in my life was leaving and I, I felt like I was being born again. I just stood there and I wept and I wept and I wept. I finally got it together a little bit and I decided to go back to my little cabin and I went back and I'm walking back and there's a guy that knew me and he ran over to me and how many know when you cry intensively you look all messed up your eyes are all puffed up your face is red and he ran over to me and said hey man are you on a bad trip you know there's some bad LSD people are twicking out man you're okay he said what's wrong with you and I said no there's no bad LSD or nothing he said what's wrong I said, and I'll never forget I looked at that friend of mine and I said Jesus Christ has come into my life somebody give the Lord a hand praise God <laughs> let me just say something the reason I, I say my testimony because and you don't have to have a testimony about, like mine but God goes outside of the church most time people think if we just get them to the church and get them to the altar get them to the pastor then we can get them saved no God is working outside the church uh, come on and he wants to, to reach this world and, 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 and he'll do things listen to me sometimes we have a mindset but God wants to, to, to show you that he so loved the world God loves people and his number one priority are people. The reason why this church is going to be uh, big and it's going to reach out and have great influence in this community because there's a harvest and you'll take this harvest. Come on, this pastor wants this harvest. I was, I was standing on a platform with, with, with Katie and she, over in the corner and, and, and she was performing. There's 20,000 young people out there and I'm in the background and I'm sort of watching because... I told God, I want the heartbeat of this generation. Lord, show me this generation because I'm going after them. Katie can sing to them. I'm right behind her preaching the love of Jesus. And I'm standing there. And, and these young people, man, they were just packed. And they were all to the front. There was like a, you know, between the stage. You couldn't get. And they, and they had their hands up. And they were singing every song, man. It was almost like church. I thought if I had an offering bucket, Pastor, I could make a killing on this one. But they were, and they were singing every song. And as I stood there, all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord fell on me. I began to weep. Just weep for this generation. And in my weeping, the Lord said this to me. He said, son, they want to they be loved and they want to worship, but they were loving and worshiping the wrong people. Come on. How many know there's a generation, come on, is looking for the master? Are you listening to me? I said, there's a generation looking for the master, and we're the church, and we could go out and just love them. Tell them how much to love. You know, we, we go all into places and guarded and gated people. And, 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 and when we meet them, you know, they look at, they sort of like you did. They sort of check you, look at you and, and say, oh, you're a preacher. And they like us because we're cool. And we're not threatening. Because, see, the church has been too th threatening for many years. And they put their finger, you're going to hell. We're smoking. Come on. You cannot go to this generation with a finger in their face. You got to go with a hand. Come on, somebody. You got to go with a hand. And they just want to know, do you love me? And you allow that love that God has invested in you. You have a testimony. 
Why do you think God said in Revelation 12, 11, by the word of by the word of their te- by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony they shall overcome why do you think god put your testimony next to the blood because it's powerful and every one of you have a testimony it may not be like mine come on you might have grew up in church and put gum underneath this church seat but you've been delivered from gum <laughs> come on all right somebody amen there's one over there hallelujah are you listening to me? You, 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 you may not have a testimony like now, but you do have a testimony. That's why you're sitting here this morning. And all you got to do is share what God has done in your life and how he's touched your life and how it's wonderful to serve Jesus. Come on, it's wonderful to serve Jesus. Come on, it, come on it's wonderful. I mean, you're going to have a, a good life, a happy life, a fun life. Hallelujah. So wonderful. Bow your heads for a moment. I want to ask you a question here before we, we have a time limit. Just bow your head, close your eyes for a minute. If you're not, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, I'm not going to ask you to come up here. I want to pray with you. It's very important that you know him more than anything else. And what a wonderful relationship. And you're living in the best days of the church. And it's great to serve him. It don't take anything to, to get drunk or smoke weed or go out to parties or act like the world. But it does take a real man or woman to serve Jesus. I've been serving the Lord for 40 years, and I'm not ashamed. I'll never turn my back, go anywhere. I've had a lot of opportunities. People have approached to do other things, but Jesus is number one. If you're sitting here this morning and you say, I just want prayer, I want you to raise your hand. Come on. You say, I may not be in right relationship or I don't know the Lord. Just raise your hands. Come on. There's some hands. Come on. Just raise, say, I want Jesus. Come on. Just raise. There it is. Somewhere. There's one, two. Anybody else? Don't be ashamed. We're not going to. Listen, we're not here to embarrass you. I want to pray for you right now. You that raise your hand. Say this out loud, everybody, and pray with them. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me more than anyone else. And today, Jesus, I want you to come into my life and be the Lord of my life from this day forth. In Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a hand for those that raise their hand. In the back, in the back, there's people in the back after the church. And maybe some over in the overflow over there uh, in the back, they, they will minister to you. We have people back there. Thank you so much. Listen, I know that they're going to have a You know, the only thing that's missing in this place is popcorn. I want some popcorn. Don't you want some popcorn? How many, how many want some Holy Ghost popcorn? I've got an invention about pancakes. It's called Lazy Man Pancakes. You put popcorn in it, and when it pops, it flips it over. You don't have to flip Anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> We're so thankful and so wonderful. Listen, stand up, Pastor. I want to, we have a word of the Lord for you. Both of you, just stand right there, just for a second. You know, I hear the Lord said, son, daughter, you have been faithful, and faithful man and woman shall abound in the blessings of God. And the Lord said, surely, truly, I do have a place prepared for you, and a place that is going to reach from the north and the south and the east and the west. And the Lord said, not only am I going to increase the building, but I'm going to increase the anointing. And this anointing that you're going to begin to walk in is going to be an anointing to go forth in every area and begin to reach out. The Lord says, yes, truly you are a visionary, and I'm going to cause other men and women to come in and lift your hands and help you with the vision that I've placed in your heart. 
Yes, and because of your humility and your submissiveness to me and your willingness to walk in the paths where I show thee, don't you see? It's going to be big, it's going to be great, but sometimes it's going to seem like you're biting off more than you can chew. But doors of television are going to be opened up to you. And when the doors open, don't you see, even though the money seems to be unreal, I will be providing for thee. Because where there is vision, there is also provision, don't you see? And yes, my stamp of approval is upon what you have done in this community, even as a small seed. But the seed reproduces of its own kind, don't you see? And it's going to press out. It's going to be like a pebble in the water, and the concentric rings are going to go out far beyond than you've ever imagined me. This will be your core. This will be your foundation. This will be your place, don't you see? This will always be your church, but you will go hither and yon for me. Hallelujah. Somebody praise the Lord for that. It's a good word. Hallelujah. Thank you.